warrior, woke destroyer. Welcome to the Tobler Show. I am Randy Tobler. Max is uh, on assignment today. We will find out next week if that means he's having a uh, a binge fest of some kinds of movie critic land. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe movie critics go to, to a weekend where all they do is watch uh, Batman Returns movie. No, he doesn't. He doesn't do that. I think he watches the ethereal movies. And uh, I'm still waiting for Max to tell me the black and white uh, you know movies. He said there's four or five of them coming out. They're shot in black and white. And he's going to give us a rundown. Of it. Maybe that's what he's doing. We don't know. We'll find out. But with us is Leah Umstedt. <laughs> is that how it's pronounced, Leah? Um, Umstedt? Umstead. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's German. <laughs> yeah, so I thought a good Irish name. Oh, that's good. Hey, well, welcome to the Tobler Show. Thanks for uh, sitting in for Max this morning. We got to know Leah. She's a St. Louis area native. I have to ask you, you were, were, of course, where you went to school. Leah, but you... <laughs> um, I actually went to two high schools. I uh, started at Lutheran North and transferred to Duchenne out in St. Charles. Oh. Wow, okay. Well, yeah, so I'm Lutheran myself, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, with a name like Amstead, you have to be. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's sort of a done deal, right? Well, Reformation Sunday is actually tomorrow, I believe. So for all of you reformed reformers out there, speaking of Martha, Lu- uh, Martha Lu- Lutheran, uh, uh, Lu- <laughs> Martin Luther, um, this is a time that um, the, the it, it reminds me that there is a lust for freedom. There is a freedom lust going on in America. And it, the Reformation, of course, was really launched with Martin Luther and the 95 Theses and placing them on the, you know, on the door of the Catholic Church because they were selling penance for salvation and so forth. And very interesting. And, and I think that I'm feeling just a, a groundswell of Americans who have a lust for freedom and are, don't want to be told by a central authority. There's lots of parallels. I don't want to be told about central authority and sort of a a yearning to be free and worship who they want to worship in the way that they should worship and so forth. So now I've just made about, you know, half of the audience, all the Catholics mad out there. You know. Well, I love the Catholics. And and today's Catholics were not the Catholics selling penances on the, you know, on the church steps way back when in, what was it, 14-something? I don't know. At any rate, it is the Tobler Show. We have lots to talk about today. We'll talk with our friend John Tamney. Haven't connected with John in a while. We're going to Sort of do a little wrap up on uh, and, and a review of the thesis of his last book, John Tamney's 95 Theses, uh, on the book that was When Politicians Panicked, and it was all about sort of the hysteria of the lockdown and how the economic carnage that it wrought has has and continues to be so utterly harmful uh, for everyone. I mean, I think everyone except Elon Musk, um, uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, the, the the wealthiest of the wealthiest, and those who have been able to stay at home and keep working and not have to spend on gas and oh, gas. Don't even get me started on that. Have you? I filled up the truck the other day, a hundred dollars, unbelievable. Uh, but but those are, there there have been people that were insulated from the economic damage of the lockdown decisions. But I think all of us mentally. Uh, just emotionally have, have really been challenged by that. But we'll talk with John because I know he was a an ardent and 
rabid opponent of the lockdowns and he makes an economic argument against it and we'll just see you know if he's uh, got a little swagger this morning sort of like you know yeah, look at me I was right and I think he was so I'll talk with John after the first break and I want to talk to him about uh, his uh, debunking of this whole supply chain shortage and other issues that we're hearing so much about in the news uh, and how central play he says there's just central planning and as I read this it reminds me of uh of Hayek's Road to Serfdom. I mean, the basic the basic thesis is that uh, let people be freewheeling, free market, you know, entrepreneurs and consumers of goods that on, and services that entrepreneurs provide, and everything's going to be fine. We got a little taste of that, of course, when Donald Trump was in office, and it was really beginning to take hold. People were working. The economy was zooming. America was back and, and leading the world. Uh, and for all of his, you know, personality quirks, uh, boy, things were humming. And then, of course, came China, the China virus, right? So we'll talk with John about that uh, and some other columns he's wrote, written, uh, and as well as a friend of mine who's got a book coming out. You've heard her on the program before, Erica Komisar. Uh, her book is, I think, being released uh, on Tuesday, Election Day. I'll have to ask her if there's any, you know, reason for that or if it's just serendipitous that that's happening on Election Day. But it's about raising adolescents. And I think if you go back to either your own adolescence or raising an adolescent, that's one of the most challenging times to either be one or raise one. And uh, wife Helene is sitting here as she is the uh, associate producer on the show and sitting here just the, the eyes are half closed and the head shaking. And she, yes, you're right. Is that that is the most difficult time ever. Uh, and uh, just uh, so much more coming your way this morning. And finally, we will be having uh, Virginia Cruder, of Cruda, who is the associate editor at Daily Caller, which is a great read. One of the great, great bookmarks in my um, daily reads is the Daily Caller in Virginia's uh, metro area resident. So catch up with her on the goings on of the day. The FDA approved the vaccine. For, well, approved emergency use authorization. So you could say they authorized. They haven't approved. I love the way bureaucrats parse their words. Well, we've authorized it, but it's not approved. I mean, so on based on some limited data of about 3,000 children that got the vaccine, 5,000 roughly children in the study. So there were some placebo-receiving children, and there were some vaccine-receiving children. But um, safety data looked pretty good. The, uh, the, the FDA advisory panel which is an independent panel earlier this week had uh, had approved it and then yesterday interim commissioner janet woodcock said thumbs up so uh, the pfizer vaccine is now available for children fda approved but that doesn't mean it's necessarily that the cdc hasn't given guidelines we know that the administration had really i guess cocked the trigger on the deployment of it and being able to distribute it at uh, pediatricians offices schools uh, pharmacies and so forth but and um, it's a third of the dose of the adult dose. So the safety and, and efficacy studies look pretty good. And uh, now the CDC just has to give its guidelines. I'm going to be talking with Neil Cavuto on Cavuto Live a little bit later this morning. At, I think roughly 1030 on the Fox. You that may, you know, occasionally, just occasionally tune off of MSNBC or CNN and watch Fox. So it's one of your rare, rare looks. I know. I know many of you in the audience are watching CNN and MSNBC. But uh, and and in and when you're not, when you have to step out and refill the coffee cup, I know that the radio is firmly tuned to NPR. Absolutely, uh, uh, but this is News Talk STL, where you need to be, and I know where your heart lies. Three one four nine one two one zero one nine is the number. 
314-912-1019. Give Leah a call and say hi, and uh, then let's talk about what's on your mind uh, as the morning goes on. There is so much going on. The GDP in the economy is at a tepid 2%, and this is just terrible. I mean, an annualized rate of 2% in the third quarter, and that is not going to get it done. Coming out of a pandemic-born slump, I mean, there's no way that 2% is going to get it done, especially with the inflation going, the the raises. The, The rise in wages is not going to match the rise and inflation at the rate uh, that the rate things are going it's quite concerning i guess not the next unemployment numbers will come out next week and we'll be talking about that on on saturday as well and don't forget to like us on facebook and uh you know if you can't hear us you know on the air because you're oh i, I sometimes i I get a weak signal as I drive from here to there, and I'm, you know, getting out of the signal area, although that 94.1 signal goes all the way, I think, out to Columbia and up to Hannibal and just really powerful and stretches out west and northwest and north. Um, you can always just uh, get the app on your Android or iOS phone, on your, you know, your iPhone, and those are fabulous ways to listen. Uh, the Alexa skill. I don't have an Alexa. I know. You say, Randy, get with the program. I just don't want Alexa spying on me. I'm sorry. I, Leah, Leah probably has five or six Alexas around the house. But oh, I have are you an Ale- No, you have no Alexa. Is that just because you just haven't gotten around to it? Or is there is there that uh, you know little bit of you that says, I don't know. I think Jeff's... Li- li- that's, a, that's, an, uh, that's an Amazon thing, isn't it? Alexa? All right. uh, I believe so, but I just yeah. don't. I don't want Jeff listening I don't listening like the me. security. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, I don't want Jeff listening to me. I mean, I'm, I may say something untoward about uh, the president, and not that I ever do, and uh, about the president or, you know, the, the regulators or whatever, and then, you know, next thing you know, you got, you know, guys in dark trench coats knocking at your door. I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to go there. So, um I, I struggle with that. But uh, no, this 2% thing in the economy is tough. And I want to talk with John Tamney about it because how we're going to extricate ourselves when we have um, we don't have goods and services. Well, we don't have goods on the shelf. We have ships, you know, lined up as far as the eye can see out of our ports. Although it's pretty cool. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, said, you know, this week, it's like, hey, bring your ships to our ports. We'll be happy to unload them. We are the free and... Um, and sovereign state of Florida. I mean, it's really nice to hear. Whoa, look at the socks that he's wearing. My good. He's looking at one of the Fox, one of the Fox co-hosts on my monitors here. Holy cow. Those socks are just, whew. At any rate, I get a little ADD-ish from time to time, folks. You'll have to forgive me, but, um, uh, but I think Ron DeSantis is beginning to appear as the, I don't want to say the front runner, but I mean among the 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 the, the non Trumps uh, for the twenty twenty four election cycle, which will certainly be competitive for the Republicans. I mean, unless there is a hundred and eighty degree turnaround, you have to think that first in twenty twenty two and then in twenty twenty four, that um, you know the, the 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 Republican cause and the conservative cause has a real chance to come back. And DeSantis is making a a huge amount of headway in in messaging those Trumpian principles, Trumponomics. It's like freedom. Liberty, uh, less regulation, and more of a voice of we the people. And how refreshing is that to hear, you know, he, he says, we will not be bound by, uh, you know, this or that mandate. Good for him. I mean, he, he seems to just be on the right track of trying to restore the really the small r republicanism in the way this country the brilliance of this country's formation the constitutional republic um and and should make us all whether you're democrat or whether you're republican and i mean in terms of party affiliation or independent 
If you go back and you read the history and anyone, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you have grandchildren or children in school, make sure you remind them that the America, the American idea, the idea that defines America is something that is that is timeless, that is without bounds in terms of its brilliance and its beauty and its application. And it's the small R republicanism that everyone in this country, again, whether you whether you're you know on the left or the right whether you're woke and we haven't put you to sleep yet because we will if you're woke we're going to put you firmly to sleep uh you should be a small r republican why because you may be someone who wants to uh you know do some kind of social thing that maybe isn't appealing to me or <coughs> your you know your best friend but if that's something you want to do and you, there is a state that allows you to do it you know, as long as it doesn't tread on other people and infringe on their rights, that's the brilliance of it, you know? If if Californians want to regulate themselves to where, you know, you can't pick up anything, you can't pick up a ballpoint pen without it being labeled, this as <clears throat> potential carcinogen in California. It's just crazy. Well, if that's okay, then go live in California. If it makes you feel better and you think you're going to live longer because you have less of a chance of cancer and you'll have to pay more for all the regular, that's cool. But if you want to be a free freedom-loving American and live in, you know, Missouri, Florida, Texas, whatever, Tennessee, so be it. Anyway, hey, let's step aside and talk to John Tamney when we come back. Can't wait to talk uh, talk with him. He is a free marketeer, oh, and one of my favorites, and he'll be back with us here on the Tober Show on News Talk STL, uh, well, 101.9941, right after this. We'll be right back. Stay down. Welcome back to the Tobler Show. We're going to try to get in touch with uh, John Tamney. If you'll put your Google Duo on mute there, that'd be good, Leah. And uh, there we go. Hey, so Leah is here with me in the studio. We are working on getting John on because we want to talk some economy with him. I uh, This will be the economy morning, I'm afraid. Uh, well, maybe I'm not afraid, but I'm afraid our economy is not doing well. Let's put it that way. Um, things, are, um, things are uncertain in America these days. There's a trepidation that we've lost our economic direction. After the momentum and the, the, the steam locomotive that was the Trump economy, uh, boy, things were just just hit a brick wall with um, you know with the pandemic, and now that there still are some vestiges of that, there's talk of a new variant I heard of coming out of Congo and then up through um, Tanzania. Uh, is it going to be a virus of concern, a VOC as they refer to, or is it not? I think people are just about, as Bill Maher said on uh, Real Time last night, just about done. He said, I'm done with the pandemic. I'm done. And it was really good to hear. And the audience uproariously applauded. And I'm thinking a lot of Bill Maher's audience is not the audience that's going to be the ones like Joe Biden and all the other leaders of state the other day um, as they were uh, cavorting at their well, he met the Pope and so forth. Outside, wearing masks, all vaccinated. I'm like, I'm not so sure about this. No doubt if you're vaccinated, you can still get the, uh, you know, the virus. But you certainly have a markedly reduced risk of uh, of landing in a hospital on a ventilator in an ICU or dying. That's clear. Uh, so I, 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 I think the older you are and the more of a confined space you're in and uh, the, the longer you're in that confined space with people whose vaccination status is unknown uh, or even if it is known, you still, they, if you're vaccinated, you can transmit it. Now that doesn't, as Tucker Carlson say or imply, doesn't mean that the vaccine's ineffective. 
it's just not perfect. <laughs> how do you how do you you know determine effectiveness? Well, I just thought of an analogy. The, the synthetic oils, how long has synthetic oil like Mobile One been out? I don't know, 20 years, 30, 25 years? I know for years it was like you have to change your oil with the old, you know, 10W30 Pens oil. Every 3,000 miles, every 5,000 miles, pick your choice, you know. Well, you have to change your oil. It the, the, the synthetic oils protect the engine longer, but you don't dump the synthetic oil in at the factory at the ford factory or the gmc factory or the nissan for wherever your car is made and say up oh, i'm protected i'm good no it still needs to be you know changed out once in a while think of it that way and that doesn't mean that oil is ineffective but the synthetic oil is more effective than the, the regular oil so you know i mean think of it that way and, and and so we have to be careful i, I, I keep reminding us conservatives we have to we have to keep uh, uh john not we can't get john okay that's okay we'll get john maybe we'll get john sometime um I, I think that we have to keep thinking that way as conservatives that we have to be careful about what we say how we say it and not be clumsy and coarse in our language and in our messaging I, because to, to say well the vaccine people with the vaccine can carry the virus and and transmit it there are Get vaccinated well no 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 no. that doesn't make sense uh you know you you can be hacked if you do online banking and paying of your bills right you can be but there's a lot of protections with encryption and the https uh, site you know and so which those are a lot of protections built in you have firewalls you have the the, the virus uh, uh, scrubbers you know the norton security and all that if they fail that doesn't mean they're ineffective. That means they're not perfect. And and when we when we point to the imperfect, whether it's on the left in terms of a policy that otherwise we'd actually agree with, but just because it came from the left uh, and we want to beat it up, well, most policies from the left are not worthy because the 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 bad in them is far far worse than the good but you know from from time to time we just have to be intellectually honest and it makes us more credible when we make a case for our stance that we're proposing and it makes us more credible when we're trying to um defeat a stance with which we are incredible or with which we disagree uh, so i i just I, I we've got to be very careful that way a fox news lawyer apparently the other day uh, they were somehow it was quoted in in one of the news stories i was reading we're talking about uh, about Tucker Carlson, and I guess it was about his. He's now saying that January sixth is nothing like what we saw, and that you know he's. I, I don't have Fox Nation. I suppose I ought to probably get it, but um, he's doing a whole expose, a three or four part series that he's been hawking um, about January sixth, and it's not what you thought it was. Well. Look, anyone who looks in the camera and says, I'm not at work today and I'm inside the Capitol and I've breached the Capitol without regular security precautions, that's a problem in Randy Tober's book. I'm sorry. That, you know, people that destroyed reporters, you, you saw that uh, some of the protesters, the rioters at that point, uh, you know, destroyed reporter. There was a little enclave of reporting with the, the cameras set up and the, the speakers and everything. Well, <clears throat> we got to be honest about that. You know, even even if an FBI agent was inciting it and saying, <clears throat> come on in, come on in. Does that mean that, you know, that somehow legitimizes illegitimate and illegal behavior? No. You know, we it's it's 
we pay our taxes and that gives us every right to gripe and moan and stomp and yell at the top of our lungs about how taxation without adequate representation, which is where we're at now, (laughs) um, is unfair. But if you don't pay your taxes, I don't think you have standing. Tell me where I'm wrong. Let me know where I'm wrong. Has it gotten to the point where uncivil disobedience is now justified because the country has has swerved so far to the left. I, there are times in human history that when that's the case, right? Look at the founding of this country. They didn't pay their tea taxes. They protested and launched a revolution. And so there are times when it becomes so egregious when the people rise up. Thank you for putting the Second Amendment in the Constitution, Founding Fathers. <laughs> when the people rise up, an armed citizenry says, enough. We must now wrest power back from those to whom we entrusted it. And that does happen. I'm not sure we're there yet. I'm just not sure we're there yet. 314-912-1019 here on News Talk STL. Don't forget to uh, get on our website and uh, sign up for the Douglas Murray event coming up, uh, not next, but the following Wednesday on the 10th. It'll be a great, great uh, time and get to see some of the folks that you hear here on the air. Uh, And also the newsletter, the weekly newsletter's out, and all you have to do is just sign up for it. It's really easy. Uh, You know, we uh, we just, I think, put your email in there and you're done. You get a weekly uh, newsletter, and that'll be a lot of fun because it'll keep you up to date and, uh, you know, informed of what's going on in the program. And I can't tell you, I can't tell you. If I did, I'd have to kill you. But there's a lot of exciting things coming up, uh, you know, in the not-too-distant future uh, here on Newstalk STL. And so you'll uh, you'll be hearing about those things as those uh, moments draw, draw near and be able to be involved more and more and more on a very personal level with this station and um, not only listening to us here and on the app and uh, streaming whatever works for you but a lot of other exciting things happening too and uh, we heard i had a caller when i was subbing for uh, for mike ferguson last thursday had a caller i think becky yeah becky was her name and she was like wow i just found you guys i didn't know you were there we lost you and everyone knows what that means from the old place we lost you but then we found you and it's good to be found so welcome home and let's go brandon oops did i say it oh i don't know um that's another interesting commentary as decent civil-minded uh conservatives everyone knows what let's go brandon stands for is that is that the right or the wrong way to proceed when we were trying to persuade persuadable independence to, you know, slice to the right where when they're on the golf course, fly their Gadsden flag along with us, vote against anyone who will vote for a massive social spending bill that establishes social safety nets that are no longer safety nets, but as I like to say, they're hammocks, free daycare for everyone, free community college. For everyone, I can't imagine how that is going to roll out. I, I, keep, I keep trying to think that Leah. Are, are, now, are you a you? So you were a uh, you went to Lutheran High? Uh, yeah, well, not Lutheran High. Yeah, Lutheran High North. Uh yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. And then you transferred to where? Duchenne High School in St. Okay. Charles. St. Charles. And then any post high school training? Did you go to broadcast center or did, went? <laughs> uh, I just went to college. I went to Fontbonne. Um, St. Charles Community College and now Lindenwood. 
Okay, Lindenwood. And mm-hmm. and so what are you in uh, communications at Lindenwood or what are you studying? There? Uh, yes, I uh, recently was studying broadcast communications to go into radio and I changed mm-hmm. it to media and productions, but it's all mass communications. So, well, well no wonder you're doing such a good job producing the show. And oh, thank have you. you learned yet? I mean, would you you're not going to hurt my feelings because I have self-awareness. I really do. I know that I'm it's like herding cats. The ADD is a little crazy. Are we doing okay so far? I'm hard to manage. Oh, you know? yeah, you're great. You're doing a good job of it. Thank you. Keep me on track. Well, how now? So you have a very up close and personal, maybe, interpretation of this. It's easy for those of us who have already gone through college and maybe you know we've we've funded our kids' college education. They're out. They're working. Everything's good. So I'm looking back at it now. I'm looking at it from a taxpayer standpoint and more of a of an American citizen worried about the sustainability and the prosperity of our country and about. And there's a psychological component about giving things for free without an expectation of some type of uh, of performance or, or accountability. Okay, so that's the way I look at it. But as a as a young person who is going through and probably having to pay pretty pretty good sums to go to college or borrow it, how do you parse the the free community college thing? Well, now you're probably beyond two years. That's what they were talking about, two years. But let's say you were a high schooler. Or if you know high schoolers that are like a senior in high school, would they be even thinking about long-term consequences of free college for everyone and what it costs? Or would they say, I'm voting for the guy or gal that's given me free college? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely think it's the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I see. And that's what worries me. Of course. Absolutely. So I'm getting to where... You know, it won't be it won't be too many years before I'm going to be thinking like, oh, how does that politician feel about Social Security or Medicare? You know, I'm not there. But I mean, you know, once you're over 50, you start thinking about that. And and I don't know. I mean, I the way I've handled it is I've been very blessed so that my mom and dad and, and just our traditions and Helene's mom and dad, we taught us that you you should not count on anyone else for your own subsistence. And that you should be as responsible as you can for your own well-being and that of your family, okay? Now, that said, we all realize that people do run across hardships in their lives, unsustainable and things that they couldn't control that they run across, right? And that could be anything from, you know, a, an illness to a brain tumor to a, an accident, right? Or you're doing, you're hitting it out of the park, selling for company A, B, and C. Let's call it the Fuller Brush Company. Do they still have Fuller Brush men that run around and go door to door and sell brushes? I don't know. If anyone knows if the Fuller Brush Company is still in business with door to door salesmen, let me know. And let's say that you're doing that, but you have an absolute jerk. I mean, you got a jerk who is threatened because that never happens in business, right? Where the the boss is threatened by the, <laughs> you know that happens, and the jerk you know, makes your life miserable. You can't control that. And maybe he fires you. He or she fires you that day, right? And when that happens, I was always taught that, you know, you've got your family, you have your community, your church. If you're not churched, maybe you have a secular uh, fraternal type organization. You know, the moose, would that be the mooses? The elks? (laughs) The squirrels? You know, one of those, the Masonic Lodge, they look out for you. And to, but we've we've come to the point, and many have argued that it started uh, with the progressive era with taxation to give politicians a bunch of money, who then 
maybe you could, okay, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah, right, they just wanted to be elected again. But they, out of the goodness of their hearts, they take someone else's money and they give it to someone who claims to be in need. And then you get this vicious cycle of, you know, people who need things voting for politicians who will take it from others to give to them. And then you be, it, it becomes a cynical and, and I think, a, a, a downward spiral. But... So we plan for that. And I think most people plan for for their retirement and they try to, you know, make sure that they're going to have and then yet the government comes in with forced savings and a defined benefit plan called social security, which is sort of a joke in terms of the investment payback on your forced investment, your forced savings. Um, so I just wonder. I don't, you saw, so everyone, the problem is we're getting to the point in America. That's a point of discussion. How do we, you just heard, I'm going to call her Princess Leia. And now Princess Leia here on the Randy Tober Show. Oh, thank you. You've never heard that before, have you? Oh my gosh, my whole life. <laughs> okay, well, you are. You're our princess today. Um, well, you could do worse, right? I mean, it's nice. It's a nice designation. Yeah. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch Star Wars? You weren't even born when Star Wars came out. Um, you no, were- I was not. But I saw the newer ones. If that, if that counts. <laughs> you weren't even a glint in your parents' eyes when Star Wars came out. That's hilarious. But, um, it, you know, it, that's the question on the table. When you're talking with someone who would benefit from a proposed or is benefiting from an existing social program, how do you go about explaining to them that, yes, in the short term, it's good to receive. Gifts are good. I love Christmas. I love birthdays. Gifts are fun. But on the other hand, you think about sort of the, um, you know, the consequences and the long-term consequences, because someday the receiver may be the giver. Well, let's see if we can unpack that. 314-912-1019. That's the number to talk to me, Randy Tober. I'm with you here every Saturday morning from 6 to 9. This morning, uh, Leah is in for uh, Max and doing a great job of producing. We'll come back and talk it over. How are we going to convince our socialist leaning friends, family, and associates that, ooh, it is the road to serfdom eventually. More after this. Coming back. Well, we're back. As we roll along here this morning on uh, on the Tobler Show, the uh, the weather is sort of drizzly and overcast. And where's the bright, sunny, crisp days that we had just a week or so ago um, to enjoy all of the pumpkin carving? Well, I guess the pumpkin carving's over, right? Is tomorrow pumpkin day? Yeah, this is the 30th. Tomorrow's pumpkin day. That's good. Get a kick out of the little grandkid and how they just are so, uh, they're so proud of their little outfits. It's just funny to watch them. And it just, they just joy in that and revel in, in, in celebrating you know, getting dressed up. It's fun. That's an interesting topic. People don't get dressed up very much anymore. Now everyone's just in their sweats, you know, hanging out at home. Yeah. Anyway, well, I guess no one wants to talk about uh, about how to talk to people who maybe have, have not been educated through the public school system uh, very well in terms of economics and the fundamentals of, of economics. And because that really appears to be in most election cycles, Certainly now it's the talk around the water cooler and around town and over the cafe, you know, table. It's, gosh, have you looked at the price of eggs? Have you looked? A pound of, I don't shop much, but a pound of bacon, it seems to me like just a year or so ago, 
was maybe what three bucks four bucks and even before that two and a half three on sale once in a while maybe three and a half now it's i wanted to walk through the store the other day and you know five six dollars for a pound of bacon Maybe we can. Maybe there's a. Maybe there's an alignment between the pound of bacon and the pork being put into the bills up in D.C. I'm just saying. Um, there's something terribly gone awry, ladies and gentlemen, with the managers of our economy, and perhaps that's the problem. It lies in the statement that we are letting people manage an economy which should manage itself by millions and billions, I sound like Carl Sagan, billions of interactions, daily, minute-to-minute, second-to-second interactions between human beings. And and it is that those many hands that make for light lifting of an economy. I don't know, frankly, why Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, the, the selected few in the star chamber up there in D.C., the swamp, which I think they think is a star chamber. We call it the swamp. Those who are in it think it's the star chamber. They think it is the place from which all great things in the galaxy proceed. And the force. The force is with them and not with you. And and it, it occurs to me that I would not want to have that responsibility. If I was ever to run for office, it's like, wow, I have a hell of a time just balancing the books and making the budget work in my own house. Who in the devil am I to tell Leah you know, how to manage her budget and where she works and how she works and her daily interactions with her <clears throat> her clients and her boss and her co-workers. You will do this, you will do not. I mean, a former company I worked at, one of the reasons I'm thankful I'm no longer with them is because I, we had to do DUI training. You know exactly what I mean, Leah. I... Did I say DUI? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you did. No, it's it's DIE, right? <laughs> not DUI. They should have had DUI training. DIE training. Diversity, inclusiveness, and e- equity, right? Well, what is that all about? What what do employers have anything to do with trying to enforce some social fabric construct made up by, you know, uh, woke college professors who have never produced anything meaningful in their lives in terms of Yes, edu- a liberal education is good, and I mean small L liberal. I don't mean I don't mean Nancy Pelosi liberal. Very important to have that knowledge of classic literature and uh, maybe uh, you know a- we took an Asian philosophy course when Helene and I were at Umsol. It was a fascinating course. We learned about Hindu and Buddha and all. Very very interesting. Okay, and so you so that way you can relate to people if you're on a, if you're doing business if you're going to school with some that's wonderful you know you learn that there's a whole big wide universe of people out there doing a wide universe of things, but in terms of you know uh, how am I going to you know shoot the deer with my arrow with my bow? College professors don't do that. How am I going to plow the ground with my tractor? How am I going to, you know, in the, do the landscaping bricks around my garden in, you know, De Pere or Florissant or wherever I live? Uh, you know, that, you don't, and yet these college professors have turned our society on its head. They sit around with their felt, no, not felt, what was it, suede, their suede patched I have one of those. I have a suede. Did you ever have a college professor that had a suede patched, you know, sport coat? 
And with the pipe, you ever have one of those guys? Usually with a beard and little mustache. You ever Def- have one of those guys? No, definitely not. <laughs> they don't do th- they don't do that anymore in college. Um, no. Oh, well, you know what I mean. Sort of the stereotypical. Well, students, what are we going to do today? Let's sit around and have our seminar, Level 303, and talk about, uh, you know, did George Washington have nose hair or didn't he? You know, I mean, you know, really? Those are the people, though, that are defining that when you... I couldn't... I... Oh, this is embarrassing. I struggled. The last round of D.I.E., training leah you'll find this funny because you had to take the same training too i know you know what i'm talking about i couldn't pass it and it was a it was a question about pregnancy i don't remember here i am a board certified OBGYN in practice for 30 some odd years with training for you know eight years before that in med school and residency and four years of college before that i know a little bit just a little bit about pregnancy I also run a little hospital, so I know a little bit about employment, and I struggled. I guess my ideology got the best of me, and I struggled with the, there was a question about, you know, they would do these scenarios, you know, and some of them were, were obvious, you know, like, uh, you know, if you, uh, if you, uh, if you give your patient, your, 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 your employee some discipline because they're going to a Black Lives uh, matter rally and you know they want a day off and you don't give them a day off and they happen to be black okay uh, that's I knew the answer to that one yeah but there was a question about if someone tells you that they're go they're going to be pregnant that, that they're pregnant and they'll be taking FMLA Aaliyah tell me if I'm all, if I'm just some knuckle dragging misogynistic old man here but trying to run a department trying to run a company and the scenario is you know Leah comes to you and says, hey, I'm pregnant. I'm going to be, you know, in November, I'm going to be out and I'm going to take my FMLA. And that's all. And then apparently, I couldn't get it right. I kept doing, apparently there were like three or four multiple choice answers. But the one thing you're not supposed to say is, when will you be back? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, okay. How am I supposed to run a company? All yeah. I'm asking is, are you taking 12 weeks? You taking six? You know, just let me know. And there was it was it was along those lines. It was so uncommon sense and disrespectful to the employer who writes the check for the employee. That's the kind of diversity inclusive. And then you know it was just like they were saying, well, if if you look at someone in a in a quizzical way, and they take that as you know some kind of a harassment thing, you know, I used to. Leah, tell me about this. I always love when I have gal producers because we can have a lot of fun. Okay. So, so it, okay, picture you're in the workplace and a guy, uh, whether a boss or co-worker or not, walks down the hall and you, you, watch, you watch him say to another guy walking the other way, say, wow, uh, cool threads, dude. Did you get that at uh, Old Navy? Or is Old Navy still around? I don't know. Yes, it Old is. Old Navy or, you know, TJ. Where'd you get that? Cool threads. And then you're walking towards him next and you say, oh, that's a, that's a nice top. It's a nice, a nice dress you have on. Nice threads. Apparently, that can be taken as sexual harassment. What? Why is it that I can say to my same gender, well, that opens up a whole nother can of worms now that there is no gender, right? I'm, whatever. Well, there's so much wrong with this. You can't even say to another human being, whether they're man, woman, trans, queer, whatever, hey, nice threads. Because somehow it's like in the eye of the beholder, 
if you broke up on the wrong side of bed and you think, oh, he's trying to sexually harass me, then you report it to HR. I'm landing in HR. I've got to go to more DIE training. Well, what do you think about those kind of rules? Um, that sounds ridiculous. Like just telling somebody, hey, nice shirt. Like, right. That sounds yeah. silly. And, and you know what? I've never had a woman tell me anything other than that. Well, maybe that's because 99.9% of us realize that a compliment is a compliment. And a come on's a come on, and we all know the difference. We can all feel it and know it. Now, I have had women tell me that there have been. I had a I had a good friend of mine tell me a college professor insisted that there was some there was a quid pro quo for good grades. That is harassment. Oh, for sure, absolutely. You know that, no doubt about it. Oh well, I don't know. It just, I mean, I, I what I was getting to. I took a little detour there, but this whole the whole woke environment is eroding our trust of one another it is weaponizing the social the 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 justice department and hr departments to pit one of us against another and it is it is really going to be the undoing of our society if we don't put a check to it i mean i watched the well we should talk do we have any guests coming up at the top of the hour i don't think we do no Erica Komisar is coming up next hour. And after that, Virginia Cruda. Uh, so we'll have a lot of fun talking about raising adolescents and about oh, big economic issues and so forth. But uh, I, we, we should, uh, yeah, we should probably riff on that when we come back. I've got an idea. And I think we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit about um, the Garland issue, reparations for illegal immigrants, and when are we ever going to instill common sense back in our United States of America? And we the people, e pluribus unum, when is that going to come back? Well, like questions for a Saturday morning. Go fill up your coffee cup again. Leah's going to turn on some music and then the weather, news, and sports. And then we'll be back on News Talk STL 1019-941. And of course, all your iPhone apps and the Alexa skill. We'll be right back. As we bathe in a 